You're listening to the Jason Greger Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Experience all the excitement of the casino on your desktop or mobile device at PlayAlberta.ca. Sign up and receive a $50 welcome bonus using the promo code CASINO50. Hi, uh, Charlie. How you doing, my man? Happy New Year. Hey, Happy New Year to you, too. Um, the, uh, the Flyers, um, oh man, uh, they, they have one of the, uh, uh, least forgiving fan bases, extremely loyal, but also, uh, can be, uh, can be rather hard on their team. Uh, the Flyers this year have been, man, their fans are loving them. Like their work ethic is off the charts. Uh, they don't necessarily wow you offensively, but man, are they hard to score on. So, uh, kind of break down what has gone right for the Flyers. Why, why have they become so consistent defensively? Well, I think it's a lot of things. Um, number one, I really think this is uh, the, the explanation is they got Sean Leterrier back. And last year, you know, obviously he missed the entire year last season due to double back surgeries. He missed half of the previous year. And they've really missed the number one center. And this is a guy who, before the injuries, was, you know, a consistent contender for the Selkie Trophy. And Couturier has come back. His offense maybe hasn't fully come back around to where it was pre-injury. But the defensive play, the, the ability to uh, to control play a 5-on-5 when he's on the ice, that's been back in full force. And it's kind of had a trickle-down effect on the rest of the roster. Um, also, the defense, the, the blue line core, is just a lot better than I think anyone, including myself, anticipated. You had um, Travis Sanheim had a terrible season last year by his own admission. He really didn't click with John Tortorella. But he's had a major bounce-back season in a big-minutes role, basically taking the, the job that was vacated by uh, by Ivan Provorov when they moved him in the offseason. And then in that Provorov field, they picked up Sean Walker, uh, who was essentially a cap dump for L.A. in that three-team deal. And Walker's done a really good job of solidifying that second pair. So you know, going into the year, I looked at their, their blue line core, and I didn't see one above-average defensive pairing that they could make out of the guys they have. Now they have two. Okay. And then the third pair has been kind of a work in progress. So you know, if you're looking at the players they have, the the return of Couturier, the the reemergence of Sanheim, and the the surprise, uh, really strong play by Sean Walker. I, I think it's really had a, a trickle down effect on the roster as a whole, and it's why they've exceeded expectations both defensively and just overall. Do you think Walker his play is sustainable? You know, you're already seeing it drop off a little bit over the last few weeks. I, think, I believe he only has one point, um, or only had one point in December. Um, so I do think he's dropping off a bit. However, I, I think it's sustainable to a degree, to be sure, because I think his he's always been a very aggressive-minded defenseman. I, I interviewed him for a feature a few months ago, and he said you know, he enjoys playing offense more than he enjoys playing defense, which isn't something you usually hear from a defenseman that has never scored a ton of points at the NHL level, but he's really thrived in, in John Tortorella's system. And John Tortorella all season long has been, you know, kind of begging his defensemen to, to take risks, to, to, to pinch, to, uh, to attack, to kill plays in the neutral zone. And I think that's really fit with the way that Sean Walker has always wanted to play. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if he's ever played on a team that's allowed him to do pretty much exactly what he naturally wants to do at all times. So while I don't think that, you know, he was scoring a lot of points in the beginning of the year, I never thought that was going to keep up. He had a couple of shorthanded goals, which again, like not exactly something that's terribly sustainable. I do, however, think that he fits really well in terms of what John Tortorella wants his defenseman to do. And because of that, you know, I expect 
the second pair that he's on. He's been on a pair with, with Nick Sealer pretty much since the start of the year. I expect that pair to continue to be solid. And that's a lot more than I think anybody really expected from Sean Walker after, uh, you know, after again, LA essentially gave him away in the summer. Yeah. Um, you look at uh, at the rest of their defense. Uh, Rasmus Ristolainen, uh, the other day I read in an interview, he's like, man, I wish I would have had a coach like this when I was younger. Uh, talking about John Tortorella, who is never one to shy away. And I know that Ristolainen's missed 20 games uh, so far this season, but how has he looked when he played? Has it been a noticeable improvement for him? Yeah, yeah, I would say so. And and I've long been a Rasmus Ristolainen skeptic, um, you know, dating back to his time in uh, in Buffalo. Um, I'm a, I'm definitely a believer in the importance of advanced metrics, and he's always been awful by them. And when the Flyers offered a first-round pick and more to get him a few years ago, I, I thought it was a, a really misguided decision. It was dreaming on on the, the idea of Rasmus Ristolainen rather than what he actually is as a player. And I think really this improvement started last season. It started under Bradshaw, uh, one of Torrell's assistant coaches who manages the defense and the penalty kill. Um, they kind of have worked to remake Rasmus Ristolainen's game. You know, when he was in Buffalo, he was a point producer. He was a big minutes guy. He, you know, he finished with over 40 points a year, and people loved how, you know, oh man, he always has the big hits. But what they were missing was he was taking himself out of position with a lot of those big hits. And, you know, he was on the ice for tons of goals against, tons of scoring chances against. And I think what Tortorella and Brad Shaw recognized with Rich Lyon is that, you know, we have the, we have the, the skill set here for, a guy to be a really, really good defense-centric defenseman. He's big. He can skate well for his size. He's imposing. He hits. He's got. A, he's got a you know obviously good reach because he's a big guy. And for whatever reason, his previous coaches have just kind of let him do whatever he wanted on the ice and let him kind of run around and just try to kill people. And you saw it last year. He remade his game into being a quality defensively oriented defenseman. And it's just continued this season. Uh, has he been incredible? No, I don't think he's been an incredible defenseman. I don't think he's worth the $5.1 million cap that the Flyers have him on. But he's turned himself into a really, really good, like, I guess, role player. He, he's functioned very well in his role. He's a good defensive defenseman now who, when he's on the ice, he's going to prevent bad things from happening. And that, that speaks to, in my opinion, a lot of the work that, that Brad Shaw and John Tortorella did with him, but also the, the work that Ristolainen does, has yeah. done. Because let's be honest, it's not easy for guys to change their entire game at age you know, 27, 28 years old. And Ristolainen proved open to the coaching. And as you mentioned, he straight up said he wished he had John Tortorella as his coach at the beginning of his career, maybe because then he wouldn't have you know, gotten crushed by advanced metrics for the first six, seven years of his career in Buffalo because they just chose not to coach him. Charlie O'Connor joins us, uh, Flyers in town tonight. And, uh, Charlie, we will see uh, Carter Hart in between uh, the pipes. But, man, it has been, uh, it's been a, litter, a litter, literal uh, split 50-50 here. Uh, Urson and Hart tonight, uh, they'll both each have started nine of the last 18 games. And, you know, Samuel Urson has... I don't know if coming out of nowhere is fair because I'll be honest, I didn't watch the Flyers organization depth chart that closely from out here, but has he come out of nowhere or was this kind of expected that people thought he was ready to to take on some more starts this year? Well, you know, he was good last year. Um, his, his overall metrics at the end of the season didn't look great, but a lot of that was because 
there was one game they left him in for the entire game in New Jersey. I remember I covered it. And it was basically a game where the team just didn't have it. He was under a deluge of scoring chances, and Carter Hart just was gassed. He had played a bunch of games, so they basically had Harrison just sort of eat all the goals against, and that made his full-season numbers not look as good as they actually were. But, no, he was good last year, and it's not even that, he, that he's come out of nowhere over in North America. He was a pretty impressive goalie in Sweden. Um, he, he had put up incredible numbers in the in the Allsvenskan, um, as a prospect, and then um, eventually his final season in the SHL, he played for a team that was one of the, the weakest defensive teams in a long time over there, and he more or less just kept them in games. So I think he was the kind of guy where, you know, if you were paying close attention to the Flyers system, and obviously the Flyers organization was paying close attention to him, you would have had higher expectations than I think the hockey world at large had of him. That said, you still have to go out there and do it at a higher level. And obviously the NHL is of a higher level than the SHL and, and the Allsvenskan and the AHL for that matter. And thus far, Harrison's done a really good job. Again, you have his early starts are kind of dragging down his, uh, you know, his, his, his box score numbers, his, his full season save percentage, but really ever since the start of November, he's been a really, really solid NHL goalie. And I can tell you the Flyers organization, you know, there are people in the organization that very much think that Sam Harrison has the ability to be, you know, a legitimate above average starting NHL goalie. So to them, this might not come as that much of a surprise, but to the hockey world at large, to be sure. Yeah, okay, that's fair. So you look at, at Urson and Hart, and you know, I think their defensive system, Kevin Woodley's on all the time. It does help for sure if, if your goaltender isn't facing high danger chances all over the ice. So that's helping them. But how much of this is on the goalies in your eyes? And they're just they're doing their job and playing well regardless that it's not just the system in front of them. I, I think it's it's a little bit of both. I will say over the last couple of weeks and we'll see if this plays out tonight the Flyers' defense has slipped a little bit, and the goaltending has kind of picked them up. Ayrson's had some really strong games. Carter Hart, who gets the start at net tonight, he's had some really strong games as well. So I do think maybe in the first month or so of the season, it was more the defense than the goalies. I think the Flyers are making a few more mistakes in their own zone, uh, on the forecheck, in the neutral zone. It's leading to more high-quality scoring chances, and now I think the goalies are legitimately starting to pick them up. So, you know, we'll see if that lasts. Uh, I'm not, you know, going to proclaim that that Carter Hart or Sam Harrison that either of them are are Vesna quality goalies at this point of their career. So we'll see if their strong play continues. But at least in the here and now, I think the goaltending has been has been a legitimate strength for the Flyers, to be sure. Looking ahead to the matchups tonight, uh, they're taking on the Edmonton Orders. Uh, they've won five in a row. Obviously, you have McDavid on one line. You have uh, Drysaddle on the other. Charlie, uh, John Tortorella, when he's on the road, uh, does he push? Like, Is, is he going to really push to try to get Couturier out against McDavid? Well, I can tell you the, the first matchup that uh, that these two teams had early in the year, he definitely pushed to, to get Couturier out there. Now, obviously, it's easy to do so when you're at home versus the road. My guess is, yeah, he'll, he'll do his best. Uh, there will be situations where he won't be able to, you know, particularly, uh, you know, for face-offs and whatnot. But, yeah, I remember interviewing Tortorella after the game because this was, you know, only, I guess, three games into the season, three or four. So it was very early into Couturier's comeback from the double back surgeries. And I asked him, you know, was there any pause in your head to, to giving Couturier the matchup against McDavid, given the fact that he was still trying to get himself back into the swing of things? 
And Tortorella basically said that if I don't put Couture out there for that shift, that he's just going to be staring at me and all, all angry <laughs> at me for not putting me out there. So based on that answer, my guess is that he's going to do everything he can to uh, to keep Sean Couture from being frustrated that he's not out there against Connor McDavid. Okay. What about D pairs? Does, will he, is there one that he would like, or with the two top centers, he'll just kind of run, uh, you know, kind of a split duo between his top four? Yeah, they've. I would say it's mostly been the top four. I mean, Travis Sanheim is their clear-cut number one. That said, Cam York is still a young defenseman, and he's been the other guy on that top pair. So I wouldn't necessarily expect Tortorella to hard match that top pair against, um, you know, against the McDavid line at all times. I think he'll kind of split it between, um, you know, between the Sanheim York pairing and then the the Sealer Walker pairing, which has also been quite good. Um, they know, I mean, as, as impressive as Travis Sanheim has been this year, and he has been, he's had a pretty darn good year. I think they know that they don't have a traditional shutdown number one do-it-all defenseman, that he's just not, he's not that guy. So because of that, they do have to kind of split the matchups a bit more than teams that have, you know, a, a Victor Hedman or something. Flyers don't have that. So I would expect the D pairs to be, to do a little bit of uh, shutdown by committee in terms of how they're deployed. Oh. All right, Charlie, we really appreciate the rundown. We're looking forward to it tonight. Have a great day. All right, thanks.